0: Amen. All right. Faith, could you do me a favor? And the left switch over there is a switch for the fans. Would you mind just uh, popping that uh, switch the other way? Go ahead and get in your Bible to Matthew 22. Matthew uh, 22. I was super excited about our uh, switch to uh, our summer Wednesdays where uh, one of our seasoned godly ladies is teaching our younger women. Uh, Going through those eight things in Titus, one subject at a time, and uh, her good reports about Miss Carol uh, teaching our ladies, and uh, this Wednesday, uh, Ted will be uh, speaking to everybody in the gym, and then the ladies will be in here with Heather, Heather Stevens, so I'm excited about that too. Should be in Matthew 22, Uh, should have one of those white pieces of paper, that's just to be able to write question at the end. Uh, And as always, before we get to our lesson, we just start from questions that have been turned in related to uh, subjects that we've been talking about. Uh, Question number one, I don't get anything out of church when I try to sit through an evening service with my kids. Uh, Why should I go to all the trouble? Um, You know, the answer really is, is pretty basic. You go to the trouble because Christ has called us to faithfulness. And when we Um, make the effort to be there, Uh, I believe God honors that faithfulness. Uh, Whether we like it or not, our children will understand the real value of church to us as they watch what we miss for. I mean, that's how they learn how important it is. Um, If you want to link By the way, when we have Sunday school ministry, uh, children's church ministry, master club ministry, I think that's great, uh, teaching kids on their level. It's important. But understand it's also important that we link them with what we want from them someday as an adult. You know, we want them linked with being able to sit through church, with listening to preaching the Bible. We want them to be linked with the music that we sing and, and things like that. A lot of churches, they set up a future split and division by handling children one way and handling teen, uh, handling adults another way. Uh, we don't do that. And so it's an important link. Uh, practically, there's some things you can do to help. Uh, first, I would sit farther back. Uh, makes you less conscious of, you, you know, what your kids are doing. Kids are going to be kids, all right? Uh, sitting. Uh, through something that's not entertainment, is learned behavior. And by the way, that's a good life skill for your children and they learn on Sunday nights. I will never understand uh, churches that say, hey, we're not gonna have Sunday night service because it's family night. I I will never understand how it's family night to sit at home watching television or sit around uh, the living room, everybody on their own phone, that's family night, but it's not family night to come to church together you know that 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 just doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever um a couple of other practical things you know uh we would have special markers, special coloring books uh things that were our kids were only allowed to use on Sunday nights during the service, you know when it was singing and all that other stuff we didn't let them use it uh but when the message started, uh we would let them use whatever it was that was. Special to them for that service. Uh, we always afterwards would ask them, "And what's one thing, you know, that you heard tonight?" And you would be surprised. Um, even little kids, you know, will heard have heard one thing, and just asking that just helps, you know, again them understand that, you know, you're there to listen, learn something. Question number two: How do you handle a small child that doesn't want to eat something you want them to eat? Um, One of the things we we talked about uh, earlier was whenever the issue is your will against theirs, that uh, your will prevail. I mean, that needs to start (laughs) as soon as it's your will against theirs. Um, But what that means is that means you need to pick your battles. That There are times when you need to have the adult sensibility to say, you know what? Uh, If my will is going to prevail in this, this is going to be a big dogfight and you better decide whether it's worth it or not. You know, some things are not worth it. In my opinion, uh, your family dinner table in the evening, uh, I think is a great family tradition. I think uh, as much as possible, it's good to build that. Uh, I never wanted our family dinner table to be a battlefield. And in my opinion... Um, it is much more important that my dinner table be peaceful than that my children eat broccoli and cauliflower and spinach and and all of those things. Uh, That being said, in our house, uh, we required everybody to eat eat at least some of anything their mother cooked. Uh, To me, that's a show of respect. If she's going to cook it, uh, you're going to eat some. Now, some... You know, if it was something they disliked, it was just a spoon of it. Um, we didn't say, well, okay, hey, you're eating broccoli and you're getting a whole plateful." You know, if you want to do that stuff, do that. I don't think it's wise behavior. Uh, by the way, the other thing of it is, is, you know, Sharon went out of her way to not purposely <laughs> uh, cook things that she knew people didn't like. I mean, why are you doing this? Uh, okay. And, and again, to me, the important thing is it's good family time. Uh, it's a good, peaceable time. Uh, we just went around the table. Hey, what would you do today? Now, depending on your children, in our children's case, you, you, you got nothing. You, you know, you had to ask specific questions or you got no answers. Now, you, your kids might be super talkative, but our, our guys, they were not willing to cough up anything you didn't specifically ask. Uh, you know, link uh, things like dessert with eating their dinner. And then have the good courage to, if they don't eat their dinner, make sure the dessert is a good dessert and let them feel the pain of not having it. Listen, it ain't going to kill them to not have a a popsicle one night when their uh, sibling has it. Question number three, how do you teach your children uh, church is most important if you have to work an occasional Sunday? Uh, Needing to work an occasional Sunday because the career you believe the Lord wants for you is very different from choosing to work uh, because you've got out of control spending or just don't care about whether you miss church. Uh, Understand, your kids are not stupid. Uh, As time goes on, they are going to realize whether you are just looking for any reason to not be there or whether you really sacrifice to be there whenever you can. Your children are watching. Remember, our example is most powerful when when we have choices. Uh, Question number four, I didn't have a healthy relationship with either of my parents growing up. How can I have a healthy relationship with my children? And that's actually a subject for today is uh, how to build healthy relationships with people. But what I will say is I just want to remind you uh, of a couple of simple things. First, uh, none of us, regardless of the home in which we are placed, cannot overcome that. Uh, You just have to have enough character and wisdom and faith to say, you know what, I don't believe the environment I was in pleased the Lord but it's the environment God chose and I'm gonna rise above it. I'm not gonna give my children, you name whatever it is you felt like you had in your child that was not pleasing to the Lord and just decide, it's gonna stop with you. You know, my dad grew up in an abusive home of an alcoholic. Uh, Thank God. Uh, that stopped with my dad towards me. Um, you know, just decide to have a healthy relationship. You say, What's that take? Every relationship takes effort. And even though it's counterintuitive, the first thing your children need from you is a parent, not a friend. And so, first be their parent. That's the beginning of having a healthy relationship. And then make effort to invest in that relationship we'll talk about this in a little more detail in a few weeks when we start talking about uh, discipline but uh, a healthy relationship with your children uh, makes them receive whatever discipline or correction you give them better Uh, by the way you have going for you that God planted in the heart of every child just like he planted in the heart of the conscience of every parent this desire for relationship With parent child that is in a human conscience Uh, people that did not have that uh, they will struggle And need the grace of God and time to get over it Uh, and and so don't worry (laughs) Uh, God has a way he's going to work in their heart to help you on this um By the way, you have a lot of other questions turned in. Most of them are in some way related to discipline or or character, teaching our children character. We'll get to that if the Lord tarries as time goes on. Uh, Somebody said where parents do too much for their children, the children will not do much for themselves. Uh, Each week, just have a couple of thoughts I want to leave with you just to think about uh, when it comes to parenting. Here's the first one. Seek wise counsel from people who might be able to help you instead of people who will tell you what you want to hear. Uh, here's a second thing. Counsel from parents whose children are grown or much older than your children is generally better than counsel from parents whose children are the ages of your children. Now listen, it is very different to have an infant and have all these theories about what makes a good child and what makes a, a good adult. Uh, fine, looks good on paper. Uh, you want to get your counsel. Uh, from people who've been there and done that. And you, you know what, find two or three people like that. If I have three, three godly people who've raised good kids and they all tell me the same thing, it's probably good advice. If I have three godly people and they tell me three different things, it's probably not that clear what you should do, okay? Uh, and so just, just be smart a, about that. Uh, The last thought to ponder, be willing to let your children fail at times instead of shielding them from all opportunities to fail. We're in week uh, five today of 13 weeks. I don't pretend to have all the answers. I don't pretend that Sharon and I were perfect parents. I don't pretend our three boys were perfect boys and they were far from it, uh, nor are they perfect adults. Uh, We're not teaching really how I and Sharon parented our children, though I use it for illustrations all the time, uh, we're teaching about how God handles his children. You, you know, because the most basic question is, does God know more about what my children need than I do? That, that's the most basic question. And if that's true, and it is, then we need to first go to how our Heavenly Father treats his children. And what he teaches us about parenting should be in your bible in matthew chapter 22 uh we're on uh how to teach our children to have healthy relationships this is part two last week we talked about how to teach our children to have a healthy relationship with god uh, today We're going to talk about teaching our children to have a healthy relationship with people. Remember, Jesus was asked in Matthew chapter 22 in verse 35. uh, Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him, saying, Master, what is the great commandment of the law? Great question, 630 commandments in in the law of Moses. Verse 37, Jesus said unto him, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. We learned that last week. Healthy relationships, always begin with a healthy relationship with God. The greatest commandment, love God. Notice Jesus answers more than he was asked in verse 39. The second is like unto it, the second greatest commandment. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. In other words, every commandment that's in the law of Moses or in one of the prophets from the Old Testament in some way is linked to loving God or loving, uh, loving people. Loving your neighbor as yourself. And so last week we, we talked about how to help our children have a relationship with God. Remember, believing God and loving God, they're two separate things. We believe in the Lord Jesus Christ to be saved. Some who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ decide that they want to love God. And we, can, uh, uh, we can't force our children to love God. Uh, but there are things we can do to motivate them and point them to that. We talked about that last week. Uh, by the way, you and I can't force our children to love people. That's the second greatest commandment. Love thy neighbor as thyself. We cannot force this on our children. But understand that just like it's a process of to get to loving God it's also a process of getting to love people that begins with getting along with them uh, you will not love people if you can't get along with people and there's a measure of getting along with people that's learned behavior uh, one of the lost things in our culture, and by the way, and in our churches, because we're uh, a product in some way of our culture, is this whole lost idea of teamwork. Uh, Everything is very individualistic. And not only is everything in our culture very individualistic, everything in our culture is very electronic or screen-oriented. And understand that if you do not limit the television screen time, the computer screen time, the social media screen time, uh, the, the game, every kind of screen time you can imagine. If you don't limit that, your children will never learn how to have healthy relationships. Relationships online are not real. All them people who are, quote, friends on Facebook are not your friends. All them people who are your, quote, followers on Twitter don't really follow you. I feel bad for those of you who are kind of almost a slave to likes. And you feel like if, you're not unfa- if you miss something somebody writes on Facebook and you don't like it, they're going to say, well, I wonder why such and so doesn't like it. In fact, I'm sure that's the way some of you think. I posted this. Why didn't they like it? Well, what a terrible way to live. By the way, I do get on Facebook some, not a lot, but I purposely don't like stuff because I don't want anybody evaluating whether I like or dislike something because I hit a thumbs up. I'm not going to live that way. By the way, I'd suggest you not live that way. But if we're going to help our children learn to function as a team, if they're going to have good relationships, we're going to have to teach them that. Listen, getting along, while some people may naturally be better than others, uh, listen, all of it in in the end is learned behavior. I have no doubt, but there are people here this morning, and you would say, do you know what? I wish I would have learned to get along before I was 16. My life would have been better. There's some people here, you would say, you know what? My early years of my marriage were much more difficult than they needed to be because no one taught me how to get along. I mean, understand what you're doing when you teach your children how to get along with other people and have healthy relationships. You're not only working their way through to the second greatest commandment in the Old Testament, you're setting their future up. Listen, if Jesus tarries, there's probably not a person here who doesn't want your child to have a healthy marriage. And so we shouldn't take this stuff for granted. And of course it begins with our example, but it does bring up a good question. How can I teach my children to get along with other people? Hoping they will eventually choose to love their neighbor. By the way, I refuse to believe that a commandment that's repeated eight times, love your neighbor as yourself, I refuse to believe that God gave us that commandment and that there are some people who are incapable of keeping it. Everyone, by the grace of God, is capable of doing this. And of course, teaching them this begins with what they observe in you. Uh, 38 years ago, uh, as most of you know, when I was 24, I became a true Christian. I have been shocked over these 38 years at how some, quote, Christian people treat their spouses. I have been shocked uh, at how some Christian people treat other Christian people in the church. No, 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 thank God I've seen some incredibly great examples of followers of Christ, both in their marriage, their home, and in the church. But I've just been shocked at the way some people handle themselves. I'm continually amazed at the, some people's lack of self-awareness. People who are completely unaware of how what they do and don't do impacts the people around them. By by the way, if you're somebody who doesn't have any self-awareness, you better figure out how to get some, or you're going to pass that on to your children, and they're going to be hurt by it just like yours hurts you. And I just say to you, be encouraged. One of the reasons God gave you 18 to 25 years uh, of your children being under your direct supervision uh, is so that you can teach them. And you're going to have multiple examples over the years of how to teach them to get along. In fact, force them at times to get along. There's a story told about a little boy sitting on the steps of his home. Dad comes home from work. Little boy's hands are down in his head. And Dad walks up to him and says, what's wrong, son? And he said, well, Dad, just between you, you and me, I'm having problems also getting along with your wife. Um, our kids watch how we get along. Sound like that. Well, you don't get to pick it. Uh, I ha- as we have grandchildren, I've just have been reminded how much God designed human beings to imitate and watch and learn from what they imitate. Have you ever noticed that about kids? Um, That's good and bad. So how can I teach my children to get along with other people? Please go first to Proverbs 16. By the way, this first principle to me is one of the three or four most important things that we teach children. By the way, it would be one of the three or four most practical things that we embrace as adults. How do I teach my children to get along with other people? Here's number one. Teach them to control themselves. In fact, force them to control themselves at an age-appropriate manner. Teach them to control themselves. This is a great Bible principle. Proverbs 16, verse 32. If this isn't underlined or highlighted in your Bible in some way, it should be. Uh, it is a great Bible principle, Proverbs 1632He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh the city. Did you hear that? If you control your temper, you 're better than the strongest athlete around. And if you rule your spirit, you control your attitude. You are greater than stronger than somebody who is able to overcome a city. Remember, this is written in a day when, you know, people besiege cities and stuff like that. Self-control, controlling your temper, controlling your spirit, controlling your attitude. Um, Start by control the expression of their temper. Listen, everybody gets angry at times. Everybody. Everybody. Uh, my wife is a gentle soul. She's got a slow wick, but she'll flare up on you. Listen, it I shocks you, but I can, I can be irritating. I know it shocks you. P- please don't think for a moment that your children are just going to blow their stack in your house and then walk down a wedding aisle, and because they have a ring on their finger, stop blowing their stack. That, that, it doesn't work that way. Teach them to control their temper. Hear hear me when I say, I I wish I could get this in your head. You can have your temper under control 99.9% of the time and end up jailed for what you do in 0.1% of the time. I mean, think about that. You know, well, I control my temper most of the time. That's not enough. Uh, I wonder how many lives have been destroyed because of violent and angry outbursts, and those likely started by a child who got their way throwing a tantrum. By the way, I have no doubt there's people in here, you manipulate your spouse because, through your anger. And you learned that as a child. You got to get your way and manipulate your parents by getting angry. And your parents didn't have the wisdom or didn't have the good courage to say, hey, you don't get anything for being angry like that. Uh, They need to control how and what they communicate. Listen, yelling doesn't fix anything. There's a proverb that says a soft answer turneth away wrath. You know one of the greatest things you'll teach your children is that when someone else is elevating their volume for you to lower yours because it always keeps the temperature down. Walking away from discussions without a word. Do you know where people learn that? They learn that as kids. They didn't have a parent that said, hey, don't walk away from this. Get back here. Or, okay, walk away for five minutes, get your head together, and then we'll come back and talk about it. Uh, Saying things you don't mean in the heat of an argument. Not talking for extended periods of time. Listen, I'm talking to people and you've struggled in your marriage with these things because no one taught you these things and made you do them when you were a kid. Listen, by the grace of God, you can learn these things as an adult, but you are helping your children in every scenario of life if you teach them this when they're children. Teach them to control themselves, to control their response when they're mistreated. Here's what I want you to think about this. Do you realize that if your philosophy is... I'm not going to get angry unless they get angry. I'm not going to yell unless they yell. I'm not going to mistreat somebody unless they mistreat me first. you realize what you're really saying is, my responses are controlled by you. Our responses should be yielded to the Spirit. You say, Brother Wally, do you always do 100% at this? No. Am I disgusted with myself when I fail? Yes. Do I confess that sin to God when I fail? Yes. Do I apologize? Yes. But listen, if you're excusing this stuff, it's just not going to get better. Teach them to control their response. Teach them to control the way they treat people when they're tired. Listen, and, and, and I, I, when you as a mom, your kid is acting up and the dad gets after him, you say, well, well they're tired. Are you, in effect, teaching them that treat everybody well unless you're tired? Or does your response need to be to your child, okay, that's unacceptable. I know you're tired, but that's got to stop. Being tired is no excuse to talk that way. (laughs) Self-control. The way we treat people when it's that time of the month. I get it. You know, it is more difficult to have your emotions under control. But are you going to teach your children that, hey, it's okay to be cranky and angry and in everyone's face? Or are you going to teach them something different? Listen, the more self-control we teach our children, the better off they'll be in every area of life. The more self-control they have, the, more, the less they will need to be controlled by others. Listen, if they have self-control, they'll never need to be controlled by the police, they'll never be, need to be controlled by their teachers, they'll never need to be controlled by their principals. Listen, self-control. Have you ever There's not a person here that doesn't wish you had more at the dinner table with a fork. There's not a person here that doesn't wish you had more when it comes to what comes out of your mouth. There's not a person here who doesn't wish you had more when it comes to taking care of your body. Listen, Either we're going to try and teach our children this, or we're just going to let it go. And I'm just saying, if you want to teach them to get along, self-control really helps them. So how can I do it? Uh, Use some kind of age-appropriate discipline for grievous examples. I would suggest to you, if your child is out of control, never give them anything good for being out of control. We'll talk about this more when we get to the section on discipline. Remember, it's not just negative things you have in your arsenal. You can do negative things. You can do nothing. You can do positive things. Discipline isn't always... It's not always negative. When they do something where they're out of control, they should never get anything positive. Now, whether you decide as a parent to give them neutral or negative, that's up to you. Uh, How do I teach them self-control? It's good for them from the time they're young to not get their own way at times. Uh, I've known families where if one kid has a birthday, the other kid has to get a present. How foolish. A silliness. A kid can't learn, hey, it's their birthday, I get nothing, it's their birthday. It's good to learn. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's good to learn to save money. Just to not hey, can I have this? Well, it's 50 bucks. How much money do you have? I don't have any. Well, you know, maybe you shouldn't spend it all on candy, but if you save 25, mom and I will come up with the other 25. So, so what are you doing? You're teaching. Your, listen, you know, do you know why some of you uh, have out-of-control credit card spending? You never learned as a child to not get what you wanted when you wanted it. Help your children. I, I plead with you. It's not good to get your way for unacceptable behavior. Now, listen, I don't care if they're throwing themselves on the floor. I don't care if they're throwing a tantrum. Uh, I'm sorry, you don't get anything here for that. Most kids will do whatever it takes to get their own way. And most parents are being manipulated by their kids. (laughs) You will teach them, if you cry long enough and ask enough times, you will get your way. I mean, think about that. Whereas, in reality, you ought to be teaching them that, hey, you know what, no means no. Yes means yes. I'm never going to get anything good for loot blowing my stack. Why bother? You're helping them. Please do it. Uh, use positive reinforcements when your children control themselves. Uh, in our house, our boys like to have somebody over. Uh, If they came to us and said, hey, can such and such come over? Hey, you guys haven't gotten along with each other. If you can't get along with each other, you can't have a friend over. If you can't get along with your brother, how do you get along with a friend? Listen, God will allow many circumstances in in your life. Nobody's going to get this 100%, but God will allow a lot of circumstances for you to help your children because self-control is learned behavior. Uh, Secondly, go to 1 John 4. How do I teach my children to love other people? Remember, getting along is the base before you love anybody. Love is a choice. We can't force them to love. We can force them to get along. Here's number two. Force them to get along with their own family. Force them to get along with their own family. First John chapter 4, verse 20. If a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he's a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? This commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God love his brother also. By the way, brotherly love is a baseline of love, and that is a kind of a family love. Now, we had three boys. Let me just say there were some times when brotherly love was not on display. You're going to have a lot of things to work through. Hey, listen, that's why you're there. Remember, just because a kid does something, it doesn't always mean you're making some mistake. You know what? Sometimes... The whole issue is so that you respond. You can't control what they do. You control how you respond. Home is the practice ground for get along with other people everywhere. (laughs) Uh, I'm amazed. I've known parents, Christian parents, they let their kids live separate lives at home. I'm thinking of one family. Every kid had their own gaming system and television in their bedroom. And so basically everybody came home and went their own way. Now, that might make your home peaceful, but you'll never teach your children to get along. By the way, someday, that doesn't make for a good marriage when you just come home, everybody goes their own way. So, so you, they gotta learn to get along. Uh, I think it's good to learn to share the television, to share the gaming system. It's good. I told you, like when uh, we were, everybody wants to be first in line. Everybody wants, you know, to ride in the passenger seat instead of the back. I mean, we played odd man. And then the last two paper rock sisters, sisters. you know, just, it's a peaceful way to do it. You, you, you do that a few times and you don't even have to say anything. Everybody goes, I get shotgun, I get shotgun. And, and they're already over there. Peaceful. That's how you get along. We made our boys. We had extra rooms. We made them stay in the same room together. Uh, I guess Caleb was probably, I don't think, 12 maybe when we divided them up. So while I was 16, maybe 11 and 15. So why'd you do that? You had those extra rooms. Wanted to learn to get along. So did they always get along? No. No. Now we had all boys. This was easier when they had friends over. Uh, Hey, you don't get to shut your brothers out. And so, like, Wally's friends were Caleb's friends. Caleb's friends are Wally's friends. Now, I, I get you can't do that in the same manner if you have boys and girls, but, but you know, uh, force them to get along. Uh, as a parent, look for your child's natural gifts and help them use them, as long as they're productive. I mean, for, for us, and for instance, because I felt like being a conservative, biblical Christian separated them from everybody enough. I wanted them to have mainstream hobbies. Because it was mainstream, it was good for them. Um, We didn't let them go anywhere, or have company if they had been mistreating their brother. Uh, We didn't take friends on vacations until our kids were older teens. I'm talking about like 17. They were family vacations. Uh, we purposely did things as a family regularly. You now I get it when they get older and you know everybody's working and stuff. You know you can't do as much of that stuff. But listen, you're laying a foundation when they're when they're younger. You're gonna have problems. It's it's normal. But work through them. Don't pretend like this stuff doesn't matter. And, and lastly, and I got four minutes. Go to Acts 17. Teach them self-control. Force them to get along in their family. I, I don't like this whole idea where you're nasty to your brother, sister, mom, dad, and then you're nice to people in the church. Man, I, I, I don't like that. I, I think the first place where we ought to be nicest, the first place where we ought to have healthy relationships, I, I believe is in the home. I'm more concerned that my wife and I get along than I am you and I get along. Now, I want to get along with you, but I'm more, i more want to get along with her um, by the way in my part that's probably easier than her part but uh, you're gonna to have to work at it uh, here's the last thing number three teach them force them to respect people who are different from them in Acts chapter 17 uh, it says in verse 26 and God hath made of one blood all nations and men for to dwell on the face of the earth have to determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. Notice, all nations are of one blood. There is really only one race, that's a human race. We are all descended from Adam and Eve. And listen, I believe love starts with our family, but I do not believe God's circle is supposed to stop there. I, I believe as we grow as human beings and as Christians, we should love people who are different. Listen, God loves people from every race and every culture. Now, our culture, our world says that every culture is the same. I don't agree with that. I believe everybody um, racially is one race. Everybody's the same in that regard. But I believe cultures are better or worse depending on how they line up with this. I mean, don't try to tell me a headhunting culture is the same as American culture. All right? Um, And so part of being godly is love for all people. Uh, There should be no racial slurs in your house. Uh, We put our boys on secular sports teams. I wanted our kids to learn how to get along with lost people. Uh, We wanted them to hang out with Christian people. And we are most concerned about their relationships with people at church because those are more likely, at least, to turn into godly people. But we wanted them to know how to get along with unsaved people, too. Uh, our oldest son, Wally, he's a, a very uh, independent, individualistic. Uh, as a child, uh, not uh, anymore so much, but like he wanted to take karate when he was real young. We didn't let him do that. Uh, he didn't need an individualistic sport. He needed a team sport. You know, just find out what your kids' interests are, their strengths and weaknesses, and give them what helps them blend. We didn't let our kids uh, skateboard. And if they were uh, skateboarding with someone else's skateboard, I'd give them no positive encouragement at all. Zero. Say, why? I didn't like the skateboarding culture. If you think, ah, it doesn't matter, go check it out. And see how many godly kids are doing that. Um, when conflicts came up with other kids, uh, we, 99% of the time, we stayed out. Say, why? Uh, kids need to learn how to settle their own conflicts. We would talk to them uh, and pray about this. This is what you should do. No, they didn't always do it. Uh, but 99% of the time, we let things be solved in kitty court. What that means is that sometimes our kids were on the receiving end. uh, Other times our kids were on the giving end. And help them uh, with that. Uh, We kept them around kids their own age. Uh, I never believed that, well, my kid's such a mature third grader, he should be in with the fourth graders. My kid's such a mature sixth grader, he should be in the youth ministry. All our friends are in the youth ministry. Listen keep them around kids their age. It's good to get along with adults, but understand if your kid can't get along with their peers, it's always just going to hurt them. Um, We assumed that working through problems with other kids at church was normal. You know, every kid that we had conflict with wasn't the devil. Every parent who didn't handle Uh, their kids or our kids like we thought they should wasn't the devil Uh, listen the best people anywhere are among God's people but God's people sometimes aren't what they should be but it's your and my job to help our kids see the difference so they can learn to get along and so ultimately they might love one another Uh, our goal it's not a good kid it's a successful independent Adult with faith and character. That's our goal. By successful, I don't mean money-wise. I mean someone who's found their gifts from God and uses them, whatever they might be. Should have a little question paper? Write some question down. Uh, Next week, we'll get on to something else. God bless you. You're dismissed. Did you get a piece of paper?